Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Hello, welcome to Elders Talk Radio. This is Reverend Stephanie Neal. The presenters are First Priest Don Lewis, Sir Reverend Ed Hubbard, First Elder Alyssa Kemp, and myself will be discussing this month Yule. And you have seen that each one of us will take a particular subject and present it or approach it uh, from different aspects. Now, I'm going to discuss Yule in relationship to how it received all of the different elements that are, not all, but many of the elements attached to the celebration, uh, its influences uh, through time. And I'm going to do that by simply selecting one goddess to do that. And yes, there are many goddesses and many gods that can fit this bill also by they, by they brought their influences into Yule. And this one goddess is La Bifana. This, uh, this is one of the two times of the year that Yule's many stories are shared using similar themes, depending on the tradition, region, and even motives of long of a long past. Essentially, many winter stories are based on solstice, when the longest night of the calendar year ushers in the light, causing the dark nights to wane as the light of the sun waxes. The light reveals what was created in the dark. As I've said, I will give one example of a very ancient pre-Christian goddess. Because she is so ancient, her real story is buried under other stories throughout the ages. There may be a small amount of truth in all of the stories, or some have none. This goddess is called La Bifana, the wise Italian crone or Greek goddess of ancestral spirits, also known as the Christmas witch. You see, she holds charge over winter, utilizing her broom as both a portal to everywhere and a magical transportation mode to deliver candy and gifts in Italy and other places where she is evoked on the eve of Epiphany. Now, she also rode a a goat and 
Sometimes she rode a, uh, a donkey that's in some of the stories. But some believe Lapifana walks between the space, the liminal space of all children and the beloved ancestors, keeping this bond strong by giving sweets and figs and nuts or honey and gifts to the children so that this connection remains clear between the world of the dead and the living on both sides. Now, epiphany means manifestation of deity or deities, or it means appearance. And epiphany is of the days, is 12 days between Christmas and January 6th. This is the time we wait for Lapifana to be our midwife for our personal epiphany, for our lives, inquiring how can we be transformed to be the world, to help the world, and to be in the world, to become a better place inside both the dark and inside the light. On January 5th, the eve of Epiphany, La Bifana fills the children's stockings to the brim with either candy or coal, depending on the child's behavior throughout the year. Now, currently, some areas in Italy, La Bifana believes every child has been naughty at least one time throughout the year. Thus, it has become commonplace that the children receive a little lump of coal, which is really just a piece of black rock candy in their stocking among the other candies and trees. She enters the children's homes through the chimney and rides a flying magical broom. She is also keeper of the homestead before leaving the child's home. She sweeps the floors clean. As La Bifana gives gifts, she sweeps away out any outgrown remnants or clutter, making place for new potentials and clean hands, or removing enough clutter to expose a long-forgotten friend or long-forgotten interest or skill. Now, before exiting the clean home through the chimney, La Bifana drinks a lovely glass of wine and a bit of healthy food that was so generously left for her as a thank you. Now, I'm sure you've already seen here 
the enormous amount of things that were borrowed from her myth and used by other myths and places and regions and gods and goddesses. Now, there are some uh, places where you can find more information on La, uh, La Bifana, and Mary E. Rogers wrote the book Domestic Life in Palestine in the 1800s. Now, she believed exchanging gifts in winter has strong pagan origins. Because Mary Rogers uh, wrote, quote, gift giving is a relic of pagan worship and that the word bastrina refers to the offerings which used to be made to the goddess Strania and the word bastrina eventually became La Bifana. Now another writer Jetica Fields says, quote, La Bifana may predate Christianity and may originally be a goddess of ancestral spirits, the forest, and the passage of time. Some identify this wandering nocturnal crone with Hecate. Close quote. So at first blush, it appears Italy incorporated Halloween and Christmas aspects to form a January holiday, except for the fact that La Bifana and her holiday was celebrated much earlier in the pre-Christian age. So we can see that uh, it's not the Italians that incorporated anything. It was other people that thought they incorporated something uh, much later. But in fact, La La Bifana was here first before the pre-Christian age. Like so many myths, legend, and anthropologists say, there are several stories about La Bifana. However, no one knows which myth is correct. It has been said, some anthropologists believe that La Bifana was a pre-Christian goddess as well and belongs to the Neolithic age. So you can see right there how old this goddess is, though we may not know her complete story yet, or many of us don't. Like many loved goddesses, La Bifana, because of the rise of patriarchy, were demoted to
to minor deities or given terrible personalities or marginalized or completely erased from history or turned into weak, less than figures with no real power. So as of this date, the first mention of La Bifana that can be found is in a poem written by Angagnolo Ferenzo Lola in 1549. I'll spell that. A-G-N-O-L-O and the last name F-I-R-E-N-Z-U-O-L-A. There is also a children's book featuring one of La Bifana's stories written by Tommy D. Paolo called The Legend of Old Bifana, published in 1980 by Sandpiper Publishing. La Bifana is also mentioned in the book, book called Vestiges of Ancient Manners and Customs, Discoverable in Modern Italy and Sicily in 1823 by John James Blunt. He refers to her, La Bifana, as supernatural and associates La Bifana with the goddess Strenia. It is blunt that cites, it is wild, a quote, wildly accepted that La Bifana has pre-Christian influences, even Neolithic. So as you can see over and over again, this is uh, a statement that's uh, agreed upon. Then there's anthropologist Claudia and Mancioco, explore La Bifana in their books, and they wrote A House Without Doors, 1996, and The Magic and Mythology Toward an Anthropology of La Bifana in 2006. Yes, some of these book titles don't exactly roll off your tongue. So as time passes, never give up that the complete story will eventually be revealed to those with an open heart. As time passes, it is La Bifana that also rules over time and divination. Thus, it is she who sees the time that every goddess and every god is clearly being seen by every goddess and every god standing together in unity, supporting each other's work in peace for our for there are too many generous stories by millions of goddesses 
and gods covering this world that cannot be stopped nor covered any longer for you are the millions of goddesses and you are the millions of gods you are the children of the source creating the stories of the future both creating in the dark and both creating in the light. It is your time to tell your story to to humanity. There's too many to overcome now. But that is the one thing, above many other things, that is important to your path. Tell your story. So I leave with this little prayer. I pray, La Bifana, though we do not know your complete story, we keep our hearts open to your whispers of encouragement and hope allowing all that desires to make the world a better place to be heard. Until next time, blessed be.